This is Barry Zalma, Zalma on Insurance. I'm an attorney who has retired from the practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and expert witness and author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about ethical behavior for insurers. Ethics refers to well-founded standards of right and wrong that prescribe what humans ought to do, usually in terms of rights, obligations, benefits to society, fairness, or specific virtues. Ethics, for example, refers to those standards that impose the reasonable obligations to refrain from murder, rape, theft, assault, slander, and fraud. Ethical standards also include those that imply virtues of honesty, compassion, and loyalty, the kinds of virtues that everyone in the business of insurance should emulate. Ethical standards include standards relating to rights such as the right to life, the right to freedom from injury, and the right to privacy. Such standards are adequate standards of ethics because they are supported by consistent and well-founded reasons. Ethics also refers to the study and development of one's standards of conduct, feelings, laws, and social norms can deviate from what is ethical. It is necessary, especially to people involved in the business of insurance, to constantly examine one's standards to ensure that they are reasonable and well-founded conduct that ethically treats an insured with the utmost good faith. Ethics also requires the continuous effort of studying our own moral beliefs and our moral conduct and striving to ensure that we and the institutions we help to shape, like insurance companies, live up to standards that are reasonable and solidly based. To those in the business of insurance, compelled to deal fairly and in good faith in all transactions by history, tradition, and now by state law and judicial opinions, developing a moral code of conduct that strives to ensure that every person involved in the business of insurance will shape and live up to standards that are solidly based in the good faith handling of insurance transactions and insurance claims. There is no single answer to the question of what ethics is or how one can act ethically. There are, in fact, multiple concepts defining ethical behavior that began with the Code of Hammurabi more than three eons ago and continues to evolve through modern philosophers, preachers, and people who claim to be ethicists. Philosophers have struggled with the concept of ethics for more than three eons. 
thousands of years have gone by and they keep trying to find a way to easily define what is ethical behavior. No one seems to agree on which method and which philosopher to follow. Some apply various concepts depending on the situation. Those in the business of insurance must avoid situational ethics. Situational ethics should not and will not apply in the insurance business whose only ethical mandate should be the covenant of good faith and fair dealing. When dealing with an insurance transaction, the ethical system adopted by the insurance professional must be consistent. I don't have time to discuss all of the various codes, but it might be useful to think back to ancient times in the Code of Hammurabi that was carved from a single four-ton slab of diorite, a durable but incredibly difficult stone for carving. At its top is a two-and-a-half-foot relief carving of a standing Hammurabi receiving the law, symbolized by a measuring rod and tape from the seated Shamash, the Babylonian god of justice. The text, compiled at the end of Hammurabi's reign, is less a proclamation of principles than a collection of legal precedents set between pros, celebrating Hammurabi's just and pious rule. Hammurabi's code provides some of the earliest examples of the doctrine of lex talionis, or the law of retribution, sometimes better known as an eye for an eye. The Code of Hammurabi includes many harsh punishments, sometimes demanding the removal of the guilty party's tongue, hands, breasts, eye, or ear. But the Code is also one of the earliest examples of an accused person being considered innocent until proven guilty. The 282 ed edicts are all written in if-then form. For example, if a man steals an ox, then he must pay back 30 times its value. The edicts range from family law to professional contracts and administrative law, often outlining different standards of justice for the three classes of Babylonian society, the propertied class, freedmen, and slaves. A doctor's fee for curing a severe wound would be ten silver shekels for a gentleman, five shekels for a freedman, and two shekels for a slave. Penalties for malpractice followed the same scheme. A doctor who killed a rich pa patient would have his hands cut off, while only financial restitution was required if the victim was a slave. Hammurabi himself states in the prologue to his laws that his right to make them was one given by the gods themselves. Quote, Anu and Enlil ordained Hammurabi, a devout prince who fears the gods, to demonstrate justice within the land, to destroy evil and wickedness, 
to stop the mighty exploiting the weak, to rise like Shamash over the mass of humanity, illuminating the land. Close quote. Grouped together in chapters, the issues addressed in the code cover civil and criminal laws. The principal subjects are family law, slavery, professional, commercial, agricultural, and administrative law. After Hammurabi, the ancient Greeks, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle, the Epicureans and the Stoics, also about 3,000 years ago, created what is known as virtue ethics. Socrates believed that if you know right from wrong, then you might be able to choose to do what you know to be right. In his philosophy, no one does wrong voluntarily. Evil is the result of ignorance. If people knew what was the right thing to do, they would do it. Every insurance professional who understands the covenant of good faith and fair dealing understands right from wrong in the business of insurance. You cannot lie to an insured. You cannot treat an insured unfairly. You cannot deal with an insured in a way to deprive the insured of the benefits of the policy that were promised by the wording of the insurance contract. If you follow those negatives and actually treat an insured fairly and in good faith, you can easily follow virtue ethics. The Hebrew Bible, written at the direction of Moses, from his God, who went to Egypt with multiple miracles, forced the Egyptian pharaoh to free his Hebrew slaves. The people who left Egypt with Moses had been slaves for generations and knew nothing more about life other than to follow the instructions of their taskmasters or they would be whipped or killed. They knew nothing about morality or ethics other than to do what they were told to do. As a result, Moses had difficulty leading a multitude of ex-slaves. Some even went so far as to build statues of Egyptian gods to pray to. According to the Bible, Moses went up on Mount Sinai, and when he came down, he had tablets that set forth an ethical code. The set of laws carved on stone tablets created a basic moral code for the slaves who left Egypt with Moses. That set of ethical codes follow as the Ten Commandments. 1. You shall have no other gods before me. 2. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. Three, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless 
who misuses his name. 4. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, and you shall do no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female service, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. 5. Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God is giving you. 6. You shall not murder. 7. You shall not commit adultery. 8. You shall not steal. 9. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. 10. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Moses, with the help of God on Mount Sinai, laid down the law and said to his people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Almost every one of the commandments apply to the business of insurance, at least the last five. And if you follow, it will allow the insurer and its employees to fulfill the promises made by the policy of insurance fairly and in good faith. Later, a Jewish rabbi stated more than 2,000 years ago, as a basic ethical rule, easy to understand and easy to apply. The rule was stated by Jesus of Nazareth as do unto others as you would have others do unto you. It can be applied to anyone in the business of insurance who are concerned to act fairly and in good faith by treating every insured as the insurance professional would like to be treated if he or she was an insured. Other ethical systems include Islamic ethics, Buddhist ethics, Kant and the categorical imperative, a more modern 19th century philosopher, pure reason based on Kant's critique of pure reason, Hegel and the ethical life, meta-ethics, applied ethics, altruism, even Ayn Rand's rational self-interest ethics and the utilitarian principle all apply one way or another to the business of insurance. This video was adapted from my book, Ethics for the Insurance Professional, second edition, which is available as both a Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this video to be of use to you or to your colleagues, please pass it on. It's free. And please subscribe to my Rumble channel, my YouTube channel, and my blog. And please also follow the YouTube channel, the Rumble channel, and the blog so that you can be advised 
of future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.